Do you have like intro music? I am working on that part. <laughs> I'm working on cuts. Yeah. I want I need music, but like I, I need something to to like move me. But the thing is I can't use any of those songs because licensing. Yeah. And that's the part that hurts my heart because I will put some vanity six on this bitch ASAP. You know, like fucking nasty girl. All up in this bitch. A big tune too. Oh, it's like one of my favorite songs. Are we started? Sure, let's get started. All right, y'all, welcome to Such a Pretty Podcast, Season 1, Episode 4. And I'm so excited for this one because one of my favorite peoples in the whole entire existence of the world. Um, should we call you comedian tricks? No, please don't. <laughs> please don't do that. Yo, whenever, I don't like when people call me comedian tricks. It's like I do, like, I feel like I work at birthday parties. It's or like... Comedian I, tricks. I'm other things. You know I am, you know? <laughs> like, I get, like, the whole Dr. Yes. Harris... Yeah. But like, don't now. Nah. Don't do the just tricks just tricks, him. bro. Well, we have tricks or bad boy. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, Charlie. <laughs> Come on. Welcome. Yeah, welcome to it's, it's such a pretty podcast. Such a guan in podcast. podcast. It's a guan on a thing right now. I'm like a celebrity podcast. Hey, make up on yourself. Do you know how many people like? They're like, oh my god, you know tricks. I'm like, yeah, it's just tricks. It's not a, it, believe me, it's, it's not a big deal. Bro. I say it, but they're just like, oh my god. Oh, there's two, god. there's two ways to say it though, and I feel like there's two sides. Like there's people who are like, yo, you know tricks, yeah. yo, and then there's people like, you know tricks. Oh, well, <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. Nah, you're good, dude. As you know, such a pretty podcast is a branch of my main lifestyle brand, such a pretty mess, and lifestyle in terms of hair, makeup. I don't have hair still, so. <laughs> well, we can get you some. And it's a podcast for women in the know and on the move. And I'm Miss Misha Gay. And our guest today is Trix. And if you know nothing about Trix, he's a comedian. Such a bad gal, Misha Gay. You Miss know. Misha Gay. You're so Jamaican. <laughs> Yo. So Jamaican. I'm owning the level of my Jamaican. If it's not Misha Gay, it's Peter Gay, right? I, guess th- I was the... born. That's why I got gay. I was born 80s where everything on the end of everything was gay. Was gay. And they wanted that to be my first name, Misha. But my mother was just like, no, 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 you can't call her Misha Gay. So. <laughs> Misha Gay. What other name would. So I know Peter Gay and Misha Gay. What other, what other the names? Gays? Yeah. I don't know. Any other thing. Usually, like the, the Peter Gays. Like, there's a million Peter Gays. I know a few Peter Gays. Yeah. But uh, Misha Gay, I'm. I'm I, I think I'm the only one I've really heard with a Misha. Misha Gay's not even that bad. Right. But honestly, I hated it. Why I started using it is because I hated it when I was younger. I used to hide my middle name because kids will make fun of me. Yeah, children are very evil. They're like, me so very gay. Very evil. Me so gay. So I was like, I hate my name. <laughs> try having this nose for... Well, like, yeah. Try having this nose to your life and see how evil children were. The big old bell pepper especially ones, in, Especially the ones in your family. I'm like, I'm, I'm re- we're related. You're not supposed to be treating me This like nose that. is in your blood, okay? Wait till we get older. <laughs> You're gonna get it when too. I when I fling you off balcony. I don't like I don't like none of you guys. No Christmas presents for my cousins. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but yes, I have known tricks for what? Maybe eight years. Probably no, not. yeah, longer than maybe that. Maybe longer than Actually, that. Actually, you know what? We go a little bit further back because, but I didn't get to talk to you as much that time because you were dealing with mainly Tim. Uh, when you did Windsor Sports Weekend. Yes. Fusion Windsor Sports Weekend. Fusion. And that was 2007. That's, yo, that was, yes. uh, 
Those were the times, bro. So that was an amazing sports weekend. Shout out to Fusion. Big up Fusion. If they're still around. Are they still around? Yes. Fusion, if you know nothing about me, is my student group I created my last year of university. Big up and yourself. that was 13 years ago, and they're still currently going and doing Windsor Sports Weekend and it's events dope. in Windsor. So, Damn. okay. Remember, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to leave Because there's things. nothing to do in Windsor. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. But I don't know. Read your book and have sex. Why do you guys call it Sports Weekend when there was no sports? There was no sports involved? There was never it was. sports. Where? It was basketball. There was like sporting events that were supposed to take place during that yeah, I like how you said they were supposed to take place. And then it turned into just a party weekend. Party. <laughs> I remember one year we took over the Travelodge Hotel. Yes. Like literally took it over to the point where the staff was like, you know what? It doesn't even make they sense to come care. to work. They they were so helpless. I felt so it bad was for like them. Like parties in the, the hallways, hall. like people everywhere. Oh, those were no. times. Good uh, times, man. Front desk was like, just don't even ask you nothing. <laughs> like I this is my day off all weekend. Do what you want. Mash up the place. I yes. don't care. So that was Windsor Sports Weekend, and you actually um, hosted. Yeah, the the culture. <laughs> I know what, and I'm taking credit because I'm I'm. The one who kind of made Travel Lodge famous. And this is how I did it. This is how I did it. <laughs> and anybody who remembers this year knows that I'm the one that made it famous because uh, I was hosting, it was a culture show. It was mm-hmm. a culture show, which is like one of the highlights of yes. Sports Weekend. Summer, Saturday afternoon, mm-hmm. fashion show, performances. It's a dope, yes. dope intro to the weekend. And I remember going up and I was, I was twist i remember i was drunk <laughs> because people kept handing me just rum and cokes rum and cokes yeah. and i was like you know what man <laughs> and i remember the show was done i was i remember our story was yo i'm just letting everybody know the party's at the, the tra- travel lodge yo, bro he kept saying travel lodge he kept i just saying kept saying travel lodge <laughs> and i will never forget i was like yo beer things are happening at travel lodge they don't know and then i had my friends who were always going yeah 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 mm-hmm. so we're done the cultural show we go to the travel lodge this place the lobby is ram with with people, with, with people. Yeah. and I'm like, why is everybody here? Yeah, and then they, yo, you said travel lodge was the thing, and then everybody that was like the place. Mm-hmm. So I single handedly ruined the travel, travel lodge. Like everybody showed up at the I travel lodge. And <laughs> since then, and since then, that's been like that was like the spot. I don't know if it is now, but that was the spot. That was the spot after that. But I do remember that sports weekend. Um, why we actually reached out to you for you to host Windsor is because we saw you in London that year, and I was like, I didn't know Tricks did comedy. How neither, was that, did, neither did tricks. How was that? That's what I'm saying. How was that transition from? Because you were doing, you were DJing, yeah. and you were like the voice of the parties. Yes. A lot of the times. Missed... How was that transition from DJing and doing that to stand up? <clears throat> the funny thing is, I've always wanted to do comedy. Mm-hmm. The thing is, you're afraid to find out if you're funny because mm-hmm. that's because comedy will let you know real quick. Yeah. If you're as funny as you, because we're all jokers around our friends, but mm-hmm. like in front of strangers with a mic is a completely different thing. But I used to always want to do stand up. So I would kind of practice. If you knew me, I always practice a little bit when I was like hosting parties. Mm-hmm. I would always like stop the music mm-hmm. and crack one, two jokes. Yeah. And they would work because they were always obviously in the realm of the party. But then, um, then I got into radio. Once I got into radio, mm. and I was doing a thing called Project Bounce. Man, shout out to Project Bounce. Mm-hmm. And the dude kind of gave me like the freedom to just be that guy mm-hmm. on the air. So I kind of used that also to kind of warm myself up. So when I would host concerts and stuff like that, I just got used to being in front of people, mm-hmm. like at a, a lot of people at the same time. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I, I, it's time. I remember John Avery, shout out to John Avery, used to play for the Argos. He was, um, he used to come to our parties all the time, you know, mm-hmm. looking for gal. That's what he did. 
And <laughs> yeah, I was like, yo, man, yeah, I'm going to stand up too. Because he was always cracking jokes on us. I'm like, yo, you should do stand up. He goes, I do. I go to Yuck Yucks Amateur Night every Tuesday. Like, you know, classic American guy. And then he's like, you should come. Man, you kill it. And I was like, I'm actually going to do that, you know. <laughs> and I was, I will never forget. Because really? you, know, you know the funny thing? I should have started my comedy career earlier. Mm-hmm. But what happened was I called Yuck Yucks. It's a true story. In high school, I called Yuck Yucks to find out, yo, what's the... Like what's the protocol? What like how do you do? how do you get into like amateur nights? No lie, I don't know who this woman is, <laughs> but I would love to meet her now because she gets up on the phone and she's like, um, "You call this number and then you say your name and then you call back the next day and then they just pick a lineup from everyone that calls." It was that simple. And then if the if the call had ended with that. I might have done it. But then she's like, but just so you know, don't forget, like, you know, J- uh, Jerry Seinfeld and Howie Mandel and Jim Carrey, they've all bombed. So don't, like, feel ways if you bomb. And I'm like, you know what? Not, Not going. <laughs> because you just named me three big comedians. That, and you're telling me they all sucked. Yeah. So, nah, bro. And that added, like, uh, five years. Onto you not doing it. But the time I did with John Avery, I was just like, you know what? Let me just put my friends in the audience. And I went up. And I did well. You did it. Yeah. When bro. was your first bomb, though? Oh, was it shortly God. after that? Bruh. <laughs> when your friends weren't in the audience? Let me tell you something about comedy, okay? <laughs> comedy is the one profession that makes you feel like it makes you feel yourself mm-hmm. quicker than you should, mm. right? Because if you if you get certain successes, I think it applies to all jobs, yeah. right? If you get certain successes quicker than you should have, then you convince yourself that you're, like, you're, you're that good. You're that amazing. And I remember my first few shows, Amateur Night, I would do well. To the point where I was like one of the favorites. Mm-hmm. And so I was feeling myself. And I remember <laughs> my first show. Uh, this white dude was like, I'm doing a corporate show at another Yuck Yucks in Mississauga. Mm-hmm. And he packed the place. He goes, I'm going to make you like the headliner because you're, you're the best. So you're gonna, I'm going to make you do 15 minutes. I was like, problem. <laughs> you know, 15 minutes of these jokes. They don't know what they're getting. So I get to, I get to Yuck Yucks feeling myself. Crowds, you know, packed. I'm like, I'm like I feel like I'm the star of the show. And then um, in comes Jerry D. If you don't know who Jerry D is, Jerry D is like a a white comedian, but he has his own television show on CBC. Funny dude. Like he's the man in Canada. Mm. He's actually the new host of Family Feud Canada. Now. There's a Family Feud Canada. Yeah, I just found it out yesterday. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just was just about to say I'm today years yeah. old. Like, but pure, I saw Instagram. Pure people were were oh, um, auditioning for I'm it. I'm gonna go on that. Who doesn't want to go on Family Feud? I you know what I mean? Love me some Family Feud. Okay, so he walks in. He walks mm-hmm. in the room, and the thing about comedy is like if a, if a, if a Dave Chappelle or mm-hmm. any of them men are walk in, they get on stage instant, instantly. They yeah, don't even have no to. It's like we're throwing them on. So they come up to me. They're like, "Yo, just so you know, uh, Jared is gonna do some time before you." And I'm like, okay, cool. But I was, I was so scared. I'm like, yo, this guy's like top on top. Mm-hmm. Like, can't go after this guy. I remember one person was gassing me too. They're like, yo, man, if you follow this guy, this early, it's four months in my career. It's like, if you follow this guy, as early as you've been doing comedy, you'll be the man. You'll be good. I'm like, all right. Jared, goes up there and he murders this place. Before you. Before me. Murders. <laughs> when I say people like slapping chair. And it's just like, okay. So I go up now. First joke crickets. Second joke crickets. Third joke crickets. I'm like, oh God. Fourth joke crickets. I'm like, okay, this is gonna be a long fifteen minutes. I went through four jokes in five minutes. I go I have to be up here another ten. Um, no, this is not gonna go well. So I, to the point where you know when you're doing so bad, you try to bring your closer. I'm like, I'm gonna do the closer now. Because I need to get yeah, them laughing. Yeah. Nope. 
that didn't even work. The most humbling of experiences. And then you have to look that same guy who booked you mm -hmm. in the face after he thought, Yo, you're the best. I saved you for last. And you walk past him. And you know how you know the, <laughs> you know how he looks at you and he shamefully gives you your money? Like he didn't want to give it to you because <laughs> you bought. Like you don't even deserve this. He's just like, you know what? Thanks for coming. <laughs> and he just walked away. Congratulating uh, everybody else. Yo, you did great. You did great. You yeah. needed that though. Humble thyself. Have to. You have to have you that have moment. To. You have to get. Mm. I, I call. I call those act right moments. <laughs> those are called the act right moments because everybody gets them. And I've had a few more after that. Like Boston gave me yeah. a good act right moment. Um, Ottawa gave me a good act right. But yeah. they, they, they were haters though. They weren't booing me because I sucked. They were booing you're me from Toronto. No, because they put it? me like before a party. And that's the worst time to tell jokes. Like we were telling jokes mm. before a party, and these guys just wanted to party. So like, boo! <laughs> Get out of here! Put on the music, though, dog. And it was like, and I want to hear you talking. Yeah, and I was from, from Toronto, Toronto too. Yeah. So they were like, yo, boo! Not having it. Yeah, and the girls like, shut up. He's funny. Like, Who cares, though? Boo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Now, as a black comedian in Canada, Lord, here we go. The first part of this question: Kenny Robinson's Nubian Night. What? did that do for you in your development to be honest not even to rearrange your question the, the it's what did it do for us mm -hmm. because the, kenny robinson is man honestly like i don't even want to <clears throat> i don't even want to sugarcoat that guy means more and one second for the people that don't know what um nubian night is it's yuck yucks yeah, every all sunday black comedy show. All black every comedy last show. sunday every last every sunday, last of, the sunday of the month of the month yeah. and that's at yuck yucks kenny robinson hosts yeah. it for the past like what He's God, we call him the godfather it's been like 30 years of this. Like, yeah, and it's been sold out. Sold and out every single Sunday. Kenny Robinson right. means more to us mm -hmm. than people give credit for. Because he started that show in a time where black comics weren't getting the stage time. Mm -hmm. So he created the platform where we could we could have a show where we could kind of be ourselves. We didn't have to conform mm -hmm. to how the powers that be, white people, wanted us to do comedy. Yeah. <clears throat> so it started out, and it, I mean, he had, everybody went through that, like Russell Peters, mm -hmm. John Paul, Mark Trinidad, those are the, the original guys. Yeah. And he would do this at uh, the original Yuck Yucks, which was Young and Eglinton, which is now Absolute. Um, mm. And I remember, uh, for me personally, I was terrified of that show because that show uh, was like the original Apollo. Mm -hmm. Like when it first started, <clears throat> they, they were womp, booing. Womp your ass no, out of yep, here, they, like, they came womp. there. They came there to boo. <laughs> so it was like. People yeah. were terrified, but it but it was good. It was a good fear because it, it, you couldn't be on some foolishness. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, if you sucked the week, the month before, and they saw you, they would boo you on the way to the stage. Like, <laughs> they're like, I remember this guy. Not this dude again. <laughs> boo! Like on the way as he's coming up, and you're taking boo before you even tell a joke. Oh, like, no. but that was the kind of rumor was. But it gave everybody mm -hmm. like their balls. Yeah. And I remember by the time I did it, it had moved to the yuckyucks where it is now. Mm -hmm. And I remember. Um, I got vouched for me and actually me and Sterling actually started that same night. Really? And that's where I met Sterling Scott because um, he got on because the month the month before mm -hmm. <coughs> um, the month before there's a thing called bootleg star search where they just bring up like if you're a singer poet you come up and you do a little talent yeah. and he went up there and told a joke that he still tells to, to this day. Really? Okay. <clears throat> and it was a good it's a good joke mm -hmm. and. People were like, you know how black people we laugh, Yo, we laugh, we run, like, we, <laughs> slap, you know, it's beer. Like, that place was so electric. So <laughs> he killed it with the one joke, and he got on, mm -hmm. and then it was my debut. And uh, John, I think John Paul had vouched for him, and I think Mark Turner and John Paul had vouched for vouched me as for well. Yeah. So now, uh, me and Sterling are we're, we're one and two. Mm -hmm. I was first, and he was second, 
and um, you know, Mark Trudeau doing the classic psych out, like, yo, yeah, yeah, use the lamb they send into slaughter. And I got my, like, like, I was like, oh gosh, what do you mean, Harris? I hope you do well, young fella. And then he walks away. I and, can't with <laughs> No, that's Mark Trudeau. It's oh, so funny. Okay. So I go on. And I had been training for this show because I was terrified of the mm. show because black people listen. When they love you, they love you. Mm. But when you're not good? Oh, God, oh, bro. They they'll let you know. So mm. I go and I kill. I do very, very well. But like again, I, I had practice for that show. And Sterling, Sterling didn't do well that night. Mm-hmm. But Sterling, obviously you know the story of Sterling. He's gone on to be like a dope comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all learning, learning experiences. But what it's done for me personally, yeah. it's opened so much doors because that show was like the gateway to promoters seeing you. Because mm-hmm. anybody that wanted like urban comedy or, or good, like even just dope comics that weren't your typical mm-hmm. comedians you saw all the time, white people. Yeah. <laughs> um, they would come there to that show and they'd be like, yo, let me see where I can find, like I want to do a show, let me I see which guys I can see. So it yeah. opened mad doors in terms of nice. getting me on other shows mm-hmm. and even in other cities. Mm-hmm. You know, they were like, yeah, I saw yeah, Kenny Robinson show, but you're hilarious, I want to book you for mm-hmm. this. And it, So that show made us a lot of money and yeah. it also transitioned us into other rooms because mm-hmm. like, we, weren't, we weren't afraid. Yeah, Like that room got me into Jamaica. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's another terrifying story. <laughs> I can't um, with you. Bro, Jamaica's I mean, no joke. Yeah, th- Listen, Jamaica's a beautiful country. I have nothing negative to say about Jamaica. However, mm-hmm. if you are not funny, they will let you know very quick. Very quick. And in a very mean manner. Like, <laughs> it's not even like New York, they just boo. Like, boo. Yeah. Come off. Like, they let you know and you get off. Jamaica is like... They will trace you out. Like, they, they, like, they, don't like to, they don't like to stab you. They want to just glaze the knife <laughs> and just be like, no, we're not going to stab you yet. But if you don't leave, we will. And it's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They're very like, yo, when you're funny, they will follow you to the ends of earth. You will be in the mm-hmm. airport as a celebrity because the island's small. Yeah. So you're a celebrity. But when so you bomb, down. bro. They don't play around at all. Oh, but I mean, if you can God. survive these crowds. You can survive anywhere. Right? I'm not afraid of anywhere. I've, I've, I've I done afraid. did Brooklyn, yeah, and I done did Jamaica. I am yeah. not afraid of no. <laughs> like those two, I'm and good. even Barbados, like the bougiest yeah. of crowds. I'm not afraid They're of good. any crowd. So the conversation around being a black comedian yeah. in Canada, that landscape. What does it look like for you in terms of the journey? Because I find that when it comes to Comedy, because I'm a big fan of comedy. I know, I see I, the shows. Like I low key, <laughs> like in my heart of hearts, don't tell anybody. Like I would like to try stand up at one point. I think you'd be hella dope <laughs> at it because you have the personality for it. Thanks, Trixie. Yeah. I got a co-sign already. Uh. No, she has the personality. She definitely does. <laughs> Thank you. So I see a lot, not very many people of color. Uh, when it comes to like just for laughs, don't sugarcoat that shit. Or say it. Uh, <laughs> any of these major. I'll say it. Uh, <laughs> what's that? What's that station? That comedy station. Uh, um, comedy network. Comedy network. Where are all the black comedians? First Where's all, the culture? I started calling just for laughs, just for whites. Okay. And I call CBC continuously being Caucasian <laughs> because CBC. That's what it is. CBC. <clears throat> and here's my thing: the problem with Canada is is, is very simple. And I say Canada because mm-hmm. it's a Canadian thing. Mm-hmm. When you go to the states, right? I mean, let me let me actually let me start with Canada. The problem with Canada is they're not risk takers; they're very cookie cutters. And the powers that be here want to—they want to show you or facilitate comedy to you. 
They want to be the. They want to say this is what you should see. This is how comedy should be done. This is what we want you to see. So they'll show you all your favorite white people. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Mostly white males. Mm-hmm. Not even the females, females not get it's that true. love. It's, it's like true. this is what we feel comedy should be like. Mm-hmm. These are the stars. These are the people that should be stars in this country. Mm-hmm. We're going to show you this. Whereas in America, um, sometimes they let the fans dictate mm-hmm. who should be the stars because in America's they're very they're risk takers. Mm-hmm. You know, they will see someone like Amisha and they go, "Yo, I can make money off someone like that. Mm-hmm. I know I can make money off of her." So they will put you in a position because they know they can make money off you. They won't. They won't take that risk here. Yeah. Also, we don't have the resources that America has either. Mm-hmm. Like we don't have black millionaires. America has black millionaires. That so you that. can have a circuit of black comedies. Yeah. Because there are cities in America that are black. You yeah. Know, like, that have a, a large urban contingency, whereas we don't have that in and Canada. And we have pretty much one, which is Toronto. Toronto is yeah. probably the main one. Maybe you could even throw Montreal in there. But then after yeah. that, you don't have. You have pockets of black people in mm-hmm. Winnipeg, and you have pockets of them in Edmonton and pockets in Calgary. So we don't have that contingency of, of black people to support us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, with us, it sucks because we have to be so undeniable. Mm-hmm. We have to be so good. Or we have to conform to how they want yes. comedy done for us to get on. And some, unfortunately, there have, I'm not going to name names, but there are some black comics who have done that, where mm-hmm. they're like, okay, well, if I talk like this... And if I do my comedy like this, or if this, you remove any cultural, let, let's not talk about yeah. Let's not talk about being of color. Let's talk yeah. about like yeah. You know, let's talk about politics. Mm-hmm. You know, and stuff like that. If you do comedy their way, then you kind of get in. It's almost like let me just fit in this group here, and then you have Take guys like myself who are like that is not what comedy is to me. Like I'm going to be unapologetically me, mm-hmm. whether you like it or not, and I don't fit many demographics. I am not your pretty boy who's going to go up. I'm not a Morris Chestnut and I'm not a guy who's going to go up there and be like, so, you know, Air Canada wants to do with that. Like, I'm not that guy. I'm going to talk about being African. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about how I feel when I'm on the subway and people who cough without covering their mouths. I'm going to talk about like how I feel about cancer culture and how I think everybody's dumb for for just getting fake mad at everything. I'm going to make fun of Justin Trudeau. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna, gonna say, make... I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak my mind. I'm gonna talk about my African heritage. And I'm gonna talk about those things because I feel like people, I think people are le- le- they're moving towards wanting real in comedy. They mm-hmm. kind of want, they kind of want the realness. They don't like this cookie cutter dude who stands in front of a mic and is like, yeah. So mm-hmm. it almost seems like it's rehearsed. They want that real. And I feel, I feel like Canadians are holding on to that. Like the powers that be, mm-hmm. they're holding on to that ideal of what a Canadian comedian looks like. The male yeah. can, Canadian comedian. When society, we want variety. We want mm-hmm. culture. We want people to talk about their experiences and stuff like that. So well, the problem, with, the problem with Canadian comedy too is they, they feel that's what they have to do to get on to just for laughs just and all those for, things oh, okay. and for some Canadian comics who, if, they, if, they, if they never left Canada they don't understand that there's a world out there mm-hmm. where like these things aren't the be all end all yeah. you know what I mean yeah. like you don't have to do the debaters because in the grand scheme of things if I go to the states and say I want a Juno they're not going to care mm-hmm. if, I, if I say yeah you can see me on CBC and the Comedy Network they're going to be like what the hell is that yeah. like if it's not Netflix if it's not HBO not if it. it's not Jimmy Kimmel if it's not Conan we're not, they don't care mm-hmm. about those kind of credits you know what I mean so People just have to understand there's a bigger world out there mm-hmm. where your brand and what you do will be accepted. Yeah. You just have to find your lane and work towards that. 
you know. So you see that the landscape is changing to include more versatile comedians. I almost feel like we fill a quota. You know, they're like, okay, well, we have to be diverse, so we need to get like one black person. Yeah, let's get a minority. Yeah, let's get a gay person. Let's get you know a female. No, I wanted to quickly say, like, what do you think of shows like a black lady sketch show, like that new show that just came out mm-hmm. on HBO? Do you think that that's helping create more lanes for women of color? And you know what? Comedy? Absolutely, and I think that, and I love seeing us produce our own ish. Like, I love seeing uh, Insecure on mm-hmm. HBO. I love seeing. Blackish, um, and I love seeing very few and far in between. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just sad that I can't even name many, yeah. but yeah, I love seeing when we're able, like, I love what Jordan Peele was Great doing up. with like Get Out mm-hmm. and, and him just only having like a black cast because it, it's sad that these are the lengths that you kind of have to go to for us to see us. But we've and been... not that, and not that they're necessarily telling a black story because no. a lot of the times we get funneled into old gangsters or. Selling drugs, which or is sad. Baby mamas, or because we're so much more we're than that. So much more than that. We're so much more than yeah. that. And I and I love. So when I see a lady sketch show, and they're like, "Listen, if you're not going to give us, and and we mm-hmm. have a way to create our own lane and our own platform, I'm all for that mm-hmm. because we can't be sitting waiting on anybody. Yeah, you just yeah. can't. So shout out to those ladies that do that. Absolutely. So one great thing that is happening right now is that Netflix is giving a lot of comedians. Mm-hmm. Opportunities because mm-hmm. I've seen a few on there where I haven't like even this British comedian I saw on there the other Mo day. Mo Gilligan, I know. Mo him. Gilligan, that's my boy. Yeah, but even his story, like even mm-hmm. he was a he, you know, he was in London and he became a you know he used to put out the videos kind of like what I do, mm-hmm. and he got big mm-hmm. in England off of those uh, of off of those videos. And what was cool about him is a cool thing about in England is they really rally behind their own stars mm-hmm. <laughs> to the point where they don't have to leave England. Yeah. They can be stars and Within that. famous mm-hmm. in England. Mm-hmm. So, because Netflix goes by streams and they go by your followers and they go by your engagement, that okay. guy, he has he has half a million followers. Okay, yeah. So why would we not that give him sense. a Netflix special? Of course, they're mm-hmm. all going to watch. Everybody in England, when they mm-hmm. see you have done these great things, they all support you. Yeah. So it's like, why would we that not give sense. him a Netflix special? So I suppose for you, you're doing the groundwork in terms of... Yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather just raise... Like, that. I raise the money. Yeah. So we're just going to shoot the special ourselves, yeah, and then pitch it to Netflix, and then submit it to them. So I we've done you. we've done most of the work for you. Netflix. You yeah. know what I mean? All right. So what I want to get into this game I have it's a signature game of such a pretty podcast. Signature pretty? game. Oh yes, <laughs> it gets good too. Okay. It's called Pretty or Pretty Messy. So I'm going to position some things to you, and you're going to let me know with explanation why you think it's pretty or pretty messy. No, but self-explanatory. Pretty messy is obviously bad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Okay. So a lot of people are talking about now because there was an article, I believe, in the Toronto Sun or Star or one of them, about Toronto slang and the origins of Toronto slang. Oh, God. So I'll take you through this article and a lot of the things that this person says. Derek Dennis. He's an assistant professor at the University of Toronto, Mississauga, and he's been studying <laughs> Toronto's vocabulary. A saga man? Okay. <laughs> And the way the city's ethnic diversity sets it apart from the rest of the world. And he's been studying that for the past two years. So phrases like man's and wastesuit have been around for years. But Dennis says that Toronto's growing pop culture profile means that the city's local lingo is being adopted 
by Torontonians of all stripes. So not only people of color. So Dennis, he does say that the basic function of the slang is to demarcate social boundaries and make you feel like you're in the in crowd, obviously. And he also said that Toronto's lexicon is noteworthy in large part because of the diversity of it. So it includes Somali words. It okay. includes mm-hmm. like Jamaicans, other islands, stuff like that. Like, I do know we, I, I do know the, the, the Jamaican I, influence. I had for no sure. idea like buck tea. <laughs> That's a Somali word. Buck right? tea? Yeah. It's derived from a part of a Somali word, apparently. Ash, are, you, are you Somali? I'm Yes, yeah. Wallahi uh, is a wallahi. part of it yeah, too, absolutely. and that means to swear on God in Arabic. So if you say Wallahi or whatever it may be, so they're saying a lot of the influences they do come from the London man's slang as well. Absolutely, but I don't know if he's giving the proper credit for where it's coming from. <laughs> he also I mean, he's referenced- just doing the research so that he, as he knows as he sees fit, but. So, in terms of Toronto slang right now, because there's a lot of new terms. Yeah, I'm I'm behind. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm so behind. What are some words that you've heard that you may need definitions for? Lord, uh, I'm still trying to. These, these are old words too. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what arms house means. Arms <laughs> house. <laughs> yeah, that's arms house tricks. I'm like, okay. <laughs> You could just simply say that's wrong. So it's arms house. Is it arms house? Yes. I don't know how you take two words. Or arms. Arms house. Arms house. Uh, and I remember just, yeah. um, if uh, guys were going to, can I say this on, on there? Yes. Um, when guys were going to go get head from a girl, mm-hmm. they'd be like, yeah, this girl's about to give me a gaff. I'm like, what? A gaff? A gaff. Oh, maybe it's a giraffe with the neck. Gaff. Because I know the only gaff I know <laughs> is the gaff for guys when they do mu- the movies. Oh. The, I'm like, what is that guy? I'm that, thinking what, it's yep. the giraffe. With the- but this is East, this is West End West talks. End slang. Like, this is, yeah, I'm getting me a gaff still. I'm like, what on earth is that? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I mean, I remember, yo, the man in my moving Bamsi still. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of like, that's, Bamsi is obviously Trini for. For butts. For, for, for ass, booting. right? And I'm like, okay, I don't know. I guess I'm moving ass, whatever. Yeah. And then the new ones, like Waysuit. All those things. Nize it. Is the one that yeah I've heard that that's a newer term. A new one? Nice it is like shut up. Wow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice it. So would you say Toronto slang is nice pretty? It? That's so funny. Yeah, that's what these. Honestly, they're coming up with a whole. Or whole my favorite is when they go, "Why is this guy beacon though?" Like when <laughs> beacon. <laughs> oh, wow. Am I my beacon off their chops? Eh? I'm like, wow. Beacon off. Beacon so, off their chops, bro. <laughs> he also does reference um, Bacardi slang by uh, Cardinal. Cardinal, that was a dope song. When I that was it. the original, like, let's break down Toronto slang to yeah. you. So Cardi we need to, yeah. first of all, go there. So I don't know if, like, the London Roadman slang came out their way slang before is, that. It did. Like, okay. when, uh, you know, fam... Mm-hmm. You know, fam mm. breads. Oh my god, fam! But I love even when you're listening to even that that comedy special you were you were talking about, mm-hmm. Mo Gilligan's when he Says imitates things. Yes, you know, I'll punch up here. You know, <laughs> you know, I start laughing. Yes, yes. You know, no, no, no. I'll punch up your things. You know, like you don't understand. Okay, let me ask y'all. What is yeet? Because I keep hearing that one and I don't yeet? know what it is. Yeah, yeet? have y'all heard that one? Yeet. Or you say it in a sentence? Oh, you see it. You see it. Like yeet. Like literally, Y E E T, yeah. Y E E T. And I have no idea. That's new to me. Yeah, that That's one's new to me. That's absolutely new to me. You see it. I know you see it. You see what I'm saying. You see it. You see it. I don't know. Children, please let us know what I'm behind. Means. 
I'm, I'm very bad. I don't know the full full because these kids are creating some next level shit and really you have to decode what the fuck they're saying. I've seen like I've seen time. you know guys that get it's a whole thing but would you consider it pretty or pretty messy Toronto slang? Honestly, pretty. Pretty. Because it's 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 even though we've we've it's influenced by other things we've we've kind of found a way to make it kind of our own mm-hmm. yeah i've always i've always that's one thing i've always loved about toronto is we're just different yeah, yeah. so yeah I, I say pretty i say pretty as i well. say pretty yeah because yeah, yeah. i love it i love the fact that like we have our own language and when we're talking in our own language when you really go far into it oh if you're with like the mandem i know i have been like there's times <laughs> where i used to like i used to hang out with like you want to hang out with some of those guys sometimes mm-hmm. when you were younger and when they get into it and you know like because you usually hear when they're mad yeah yeah or they're arguing with each other and then you're hearing you're like what is this argument like about yo i heard a word the other day like a beef like not yeah, a so fight. Just, so a beef thing. No, like, not okay. in that way. Really? Like what's a beef meaning a girl. Well, I've heard that. <laughs> yes. A it's beef? like, yeah, you know the beef was there and blah blah blah. I was like, what? What'd the you say? beef what was there. Bring it, bring it, bring it back. What? Yeah. I, <laughs> What'd you say? Back in the remember in the nineties, used to call girls jubbies. Jubbies. <laughs> and then our girl, my girls, took it and started calling mandem jubbies. Like, yeah. how many jubbies you have? <laughs> I know, I know. That's pretty wow. messy. That's well. You gotta love Toronto. For that, yeah, I'm definitely yes, pretty for me. Pretty. Okay, so Drake, pretty or pretty messy, and the reason. Yeah, please elaborate because <laughs> this is like a trick question because you are speaking about the. You know what the thing is? There's an option that you can always pull out your pocket if you don't want to go all the way messy. You can choose pretty meh. Oh wow. <laughs> That's that Toronto slang right there, bro. So, um, what about Drake, though? What okay, about him, though? So, the whole... Something that came out recently. We were actually talking about this a little bit when Dennis... Oh, his father. father came out and said... Oh, and it's kind of exposed him. Yes. A little bit. If it's, that's true. If that's true. So, Dennis actually divorced Drake's mother, Sandy, when Aubrey was five years old and moved back to his hometown, Memphis. So, they were together for five years, you know, before he left his son. Yeah. And he claims that his son misrepresented their relationship in order to sell records. Mm-hmm. He said, I have always been with Drake. He told Power 105 radio host Nick Cannon in an interview last week. I talked to him, if not every day, every other day, and we really got into deep conversations about that. I said, Drake, why are you saying all this different stuff about me, man? That's not cool. Imitating his son, Graham, then said, Dad, it's to sell records. Yeah, I read that. And um, here's my take on that. <clears throat> I would say pretty messy, only because, <laughs> only because, and this is not a this is not to disrespect Drake. Mm-hmm. Only only Drake and his family know the reality of said mm-hmm. story. I look at it. I think I think they're both telling the truth, and this is what I mean. Mm-hmm. I think that Drake, because he was in Toronto more and around his mom, mm-hmm. he he did miss certain times with because being on the phone is not the same as doing things with your father and as a guy who went through an early divorce at a young age as Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. it's very different when you're you have calls with your dad as opposed to like hanging with your dad and your dad to show you certain things as a man so maybe Drake did miss out on those things because his dad wasn't always around but and 
the picture being painted like the dad was just never there, like mm-hmm. he was his absentee dad. I don't know if Drake painted that picture. I think what he meant to say was he missed those times with his father, mm-hmm. and he was always with his mom. And he had to watch his mom struggle because he was around the mom more. Yeah. But I don't think he ever said like my, my dad, dad was just around. never around. Yeah. yeah. I think he just said dad wasn't around at certain moments in my I, life. I do, which remember. is probably true. Yeah, I do remember him saying that he would go to Houston and spend summers because he, yeah, he always, he always used Texas. to go to the states. Yeah. So clearly, your your mom's side of the family doesn't live over there exactly. that's your dad's side and and i like to think as music was was getting bigger in his mm-hmm. life he he would ask his dad certain things yeah i'm almost positive they had those conversations but i do think he means that like certain key like like birthdays his dad wasn't he around wasn't or yeah. certain man moments he might have missed out on he with his dad but i don't think he tried to say like he, he i don't remember any song and i could be wrong where drake was like yo my dad was just never around so I, that's why I think they're both telling the truth because maybe the dad interpreted it so because mm-hmm. he did because I did hear lyrics where you know yeah. he painted a picture where like dad wasn't around for certain things yeah and maybe the dad was like what do you mean I wasn't around I called you but that's the thing I'll right? <laughs> <laughs> I and called that, you and you know how dads are they're like yo but I was there I, I was called there you. what do you mean I was talking to you on the phone I said happy birthday and to no you. father is gonna be like well I wasn't there for my kid you know like you're you know? not gonna t- hold that L especially since he feels like he was there based on his phone calls because I believe <laughs> I the reason why I believe. Mm-hmm. Dennis also is because if let's play devil's advocate, if your dad is an absentee dad, Mm -hmm. right? And you become Drake, you become the biggest artist arguably on the planet. Yeah. You don't just go link up with your father. That's what I'm saying. And then your father's like in the, in big, like he's, and he's like, like hanging with your man. Dem. He's got an Instagram account. Mm-hmm. You're taking your dad to award shows and you're it's just, you're, you know, you don't, that, that, that does together. not happen if he was an he absentee dad. So that's why I think they're both telling the truth mm-hmm. on, on some fronts. Yeah. But it's messy only because it's like you just got to be more clear because then because after that article came out, Drake puts out this thing where yeah. it's, it's so hurtful to know that family, blah, yep. blah, blah. You know, and his little subliminal quotes. And so it's he did, like, yeah, he did respond via his Instagram uh, story. He says, every bar I ever spit was the truth. Woke up today. So hurt, man. My father will say anything to anyone that's willing to listen to him. It's sad when family gets like this but what can we really do that's the people we are stuck with every bar i have ever spit was the truth and the truth is hard for some people to accept so i would say definitely the situation is pretty messy yes um but when it comes to drake i can categorize him as pretty meh because nothing sticks to this man nothing not our ass nothing like that Drake, guy could have a sexual assault charge tomorrow. Tomorrow and he it's could gone stab by up eight bitches tonight, and everybody's just like, "Nah, man, he just released a banger yesterday." What are y'all but the reason about? why things don't stick to Drake <laughs> also because I think Drake has a great team that mm-hmm. handles certain things, and also Drake doesn't do a lot of he doesn't do a lot of this too much in the media. I know that he raps a lot and he throws like subliminal shots and stuff, but he doesn't do he doesn't do yeah. much yeah. Beaking, beaking as the Toronto man would say. <laughs> But the thing is, Quiet. if your ear is to the streets, y'all, keep your ear to the streets. You, you hear the truth. <laughs> you hear the truth. Pretty meh for Drake, for me. <laughs> Hilarious. We'll move on. Okay. Yeah, I'll go pretty meh with pretty him. Pretty meh, right? With, with yeah. him, the, the Drake, the the guy? The real guy. Yeah, and if you keep meh. your ear to the streets, 
He's definitely he's in between. Mad. He's in between, for sure. For okay, sure. black hair. And the reason why I asked you black oh, hair. Oh, God. <laughs> because you do these videos that are absolutely fucking hilarious. And just so people know, before you continue, mm-hmm. I don't just roast black people. Let me explain something to you, okay? Because I've had people, I've had those women. Like, of course. Why you always got to disrespect our sisters? And I'm like, listen, one, I don't, I don't search out these hairstyles. I've gotten to a point where people send me videos. Sometimes it's the people's family members who send the pictures. <laughs> yes. They're all sometimes, calling them out. Sometimes it's the people themselves yeah. that know that they, they want to just, you know, be shined on the internet. Yeah. The bottom line is we as black people, we are the colorful ones that will do hairstyles like that. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, but if I see a white person or a Mexican person that has a whack hairstyle and it's sent to me, I'm making fun of the hairstyle. I'm not making fun of the person's <laughs> culture, creed, or color. It has nothing to do with any of that. I don't care about your sexual orientation. I don't care about none of that. I'm making fun of the hairstyle. Yes. So whoever sends it to me, if it's outrageous, I make fun of it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I just have to clear that up. Okay, so not necessarily black hair, but crazy hairstyles because yes. you do these videos going at people. So, <laughs> <laughs> would you say these hairstyles are pretty or pretty messy? Why I would say categorize it as pretty messy because it gives you shit to fucking talk about. <laughs> well, I again, and like I said, I'm very careful mm-hmm. when I do these videos because sometimes some of the videos <clears throat> show people's faces. I don't attack the person. Just you know what I mean? I'm not talking about their looks. I don't care about any of people that. People are so sensitive. <clears throat> people have tried to go, you just do that because he's gay. Yeah. I, I did not make any mention of his sexual orientation. Has there been any videos that you've done that you've had to delete or? Yep. Yeah. There's, there was a couple. Which Because ones? I've actually, there was one video. Uh, it wasn't even a hairstyle. It was a, a, some dude with like these big Coke bottle nipples. <laughs> Had to make fun. Sorry. Had to make fun. And his friend hit me up and, and was like, listen, like I'm a fan of what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're hilarious. But this guy is a good dude. He's a good friend of mine. And people are hitting him up over this video. And it's like, you know, he's just getting har- uh, made fun of and harassed. Can you please take really? it down? Yeah. Can you please take it down? You know what? And, it, and if it comes from a place of that kind of sincerity yeah. where it's like you're just looking out for your boy and it's like you know because believe me I know what it's like to be cyber bullied mm-hmm. I know what that does to people do you yeah. understand what I'm saying yeah. it's very easy for us to laugh about that stuff but it's I know thing. when like certain things hurt certain people so I did take it down he took it down because he wasn't like yo brush if you don't take it down when I see you like you know what I mean <laughs> hold on wait <laughs> wait wait so what'd you say about his nipples though like- they were like bro <laughs> If I still have the picture, I will show you. I need to see. And you're laughing now, and you haven't even seen seen the picture. But they were these big, like they were nipples that they look like Coke bottle caps. And they were really his. His. And he took a picture with a shirt off, and we're like, "What possessed you?" They were bad. Okay, so you had to delete it. So I deleted only no, but but because because the person came, it came from a sincere Mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. He wasn't coming at me in a manner where like, "Yo, yo, if you don't take it down, me and you, baby." Yeah, it was like he was like, "Look, man, it's like it's really." It's kind of hurting him, and mm-hmm. I, I would appreciate it if you took it down. And I, and I, I just took it down. <laughs> I didn't even respond to him. Just thinking. But down. there are people who have told me to take stuff down. I'm like, I'm not, putting, I'm not taking it down. Really? Yeah. Were they in, like, one of the people that you were making fun of, or they were just offended by something that you said? In There's it? times where people will come at me. They'll make mm-hmm. fun of me. I'm like, listen, you have no idea. Like, the block button is the best thing ever. <laughs> you come at me and, it's, and you say something disrespectful, I won't mm-hmm. even engage you. I'll just, I'll just block you. Yeah. I don't have time to do the two-hour Instagram beefing. Like, some people, you see paragraphs. 
Like I, I know some of my stuff have started paragraph fights, and oh, it's like, okay, guys, Lord. like it's, it's not, not that, that deep. Serious. Just chuckle, laugh, and move on. There was one where that guy wore the, the the tuxedo gown dress. Yes. Okay, I did that video, and I said something along the lines of him looking like Jennifer Hudson's brother. Now I didn't mean. <laughs> hold on, I didn't mean. I really did not mean the murderous the brother. Act, the, the, I did not know he was murdered. Oh. Okay. okay. I meant he. I meant like he looks like a man. man Jennifer version Hudson. of Jennifer Hudson. That's yeah. what I meant. And then someone. Uh, there were some people that were nice enough to correct me. Go well, just. So you know, Jennifer Hudson's brother was murdered, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, well, I didn't mean he but, looks like the brother that is deceased. Yeah. I'm talking about he looks, maybe I should have worded it better. I apologize. Then you had people like, yo, how could you say that about Jennifer Hudson's brother? And then I'm like, guys, relax. Okay. But yeah, I put yeah, an yeah. apology saying, look, this is what I meant. I am in no way disrespecting mm-hmm. Jennifer Hudson nor her family. I'm talking about he looks like a male Jennifer Hudson. That is all yeah. I meant. But isn't that sticky right now? Like we're talking about cancel culture and the whole Dave Chappelle thing where people if you came do, at me. Gays came I at me. I was just about to say he he's yep, part so, of the LGBTQ square. So dash. the thing is what was careful about me is okay. I never mentioned anything about, about him being gay. Okay. And I even had gay people defend me mm. because I was like, look, watch the video. Mm-hmm. There is no mention of his sexual that orientation. Has nothing to do with anything. I am making fun of the outfit. Yeah. And I don't care who's wearing it. It could have been a white guy wearing mm-hmm. it. It could have been Obama wearing it. Okay? It would have been worse <laughs> if Obama was wearing it. But because he's a gay yeah. I go, what's the what's the problem with some of you gay guys is or gay commu- the gay community is you can, if that was a straight white male, mm-hmm. you'd be laughing all up in the comments, yeah. dissing the, the, the outfit. But because he's a gay man, all of a sudden it's an attack on your whole community. Like, no. Nobody made any mention. If you know me very personally, I am not a homophobic person. Mm-hmm. I have gay friends and some of them are some of my best friends. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't care about what someone does in their in their, in their private life, yeah. that is your business. But that outfit was horrible, <laughs> and I don't and care. I'm talk about and it. it has nothing to do with the fact of who he sleeps with. Yeah, As, that outfit is horrible, and I'm making fun of it. That is all I'm doing. <laughs> I love it. And even gay people were like, gay people were like, "Yo, what are you guys talking about? He's not even talking about him being, him being gay. gay." I go, I didn't even know he was. Yo, gay. when I saw you post that video, I was like, "Oh Lord, here comes oh, the I had gay delegation." Let me tell you, something. I had friends DM me like. Tricks, tricks don't do it, tricks. The, the, the alphabet people are coming after you. Like, the delegation is here. And I'm like, listen, first of all, the fact that Dave Chappelle made you guys call them alphabet people is hilarious, okay? <laughs> That's hilarious. Second of all, I am very careful yeah. in how I do videos. You I do to. not attack your, I don't even attack your gender. Mm-hmm. I don't even talk about women mm-hmm. or men. I don't do any of that. I am simply making fun of your hairstyle. Yeah. That yeah. is it. Yeah. So, and then anyone with a little sensitive comments, I just don't know about them. your business. Unfollow. Stop, to, stop crying. On a side note, that same man that you're talking about just right. got cast to play the fairy godmother in the new Cinderella. Okay. So people are going crazy about that. Okay, now, so now, 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 now there's a problem? The thing, is, <laughs> the thing is, if you know anything about him and his character on Pose, he is perfect for it. <laughs> and you know what? He Listen, is the fairy godmother. Anytime I see a black man, anytime I see a black oh. man... Yeah, I don't care about his sexual orientation. It's it's great to see a black man get casted Working. in anything. So exactly. kudos to him. I would mm-hmm. not complain because all those, even when people were getting mad about like the the, the, the little the girl, mermaid. the little mermaid person, mm-hmm. like stop it. It's not a real. These are these are fictitious stories. Yeah, and aren't mermaids supposed to be beautiful? So so you're saying we can't have a black woman a black as a mermaid? It has to, Ariel has to be white. Yeah, like stop your foolishness. At the end of the day, good for that guy getting casted. And I'm pretty sure he's going to mm-hmm. kill the role. I've never, I don't know anything about his work. I've never seen him, but good for him. Okay, moving on. Now, I wanted to kind of pick your brain on this one because I saw this online and I was like, mm, 
tricks. We need to figure out some things here. Are you single? Yes, I am now. Oh, I am now, he says. I am. Okay. <laughs> Recently. Recently single? Yeah. Oh, what's recent? Like three weeks ago. Oh, welcome. Although it's cuffing season, you're supposed to be trying to be holding uh, down uh, some things. It's, it's, we're still friends. It's all, it's all okay, that's good. Well, okay. So something that I saw when it comes to online and people talking about relationships and being in toxic relationships Here and whatnot. I, I was waiting for Misha to get in the tea, bro. So Snoop Dogg <laughs> oh, God. shared a meme. So the picture on the meme was Gucci Mane and Keisha K.R., his wife. I think I heard about this. And okay. the meme said, and I quote, everyone wants this. But what y'all forget was she was with Wild Gucci, on drugs Gucci, cheating Gucci, in jail Gucci, publicity with other women gucci this is gucci after therapy rehabilitation this is a street man groomed in his 30s after he's been at his lowest point this is a writer who knew what she signed up for you bitches is with the next niggas after a couple of fights wow so snoop dogg shared that along with it sounds like this really hit home with you a fist bump and a heart and LaFlair, <laughs> 1017, Gucci Mane, <laughs> responded and said, yes, sir, my wife is my secret weapon. So a lot of women are upset with this currently. Why are they upset with it? Because we don't want to suffer out here to get to the glory. Okay, we tired of suffering with you <laughs> niggas to get <laughs> to Why the Why is it with life. us niggas? <laughs> We don't want to suffer anymore. So one person that responded to this is saying that he's glorifying toxic relationships. Who's glorifying toxic relationships? Snoop Dogg by sharing this. Oh, gosh. Do you think this is a glorification of toxic relationships? Or do you think that we're too easy in society to give up on people? Uh, I, I Yes. Mm. We, we are too uh, quick to give up on people. Mm-hmm. Hence cancel culture. <laughs> but I don't think Snoop's glorifying toxic relationships. And I don't think that... From what I'm hearing, I don't think Gucci Man was trying to imply, trying to focus on the toxic part of the relationship. Mm-hmm. I think what he's saying is, look, this girl has been with me at my worst. Mm-hmm. So that's why I fuck with her kind of thing. Yeah. That's why she's my chick. Yeah. Because she's been through it. She's been through it with me. Mm-hmm. I think he's celebrating her. I don't see what the issue is. But then, but then he throws shade at all you girls for not having that kind yeah, of relationship. Yeah, he says, you bitches leave after a couple of fights. He's not lying. I mean... And you know what? Here's the thing. Here's, here's what bothers me about people. Mm-hmm. We need to stop acting like the problem in relationships is always one-sided. Mm-hmm. It's not always women's fault, and it's not always man's, men's fault. It's just... That's a, that's a people thing. Yeah. That's the relationship. Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the two people. Okay? So, there are women, unfortunately, who can't get into good relationships. And it really has nothing to do with the fact that there are no good men. Maybe... You need to readjust what you're attracted to. Like I'm just, and that, and that goes for men too. Like all my guys, all my guy friends are complain about like, yo, yo, there's all these. For example, I hate when they go, yo, I'm, I don't even talk to black girls anymore. Oh, yo, I'm, don't I'm, get I'm, me started. It's all about the white things, and I'm like, you really think the grass is greener on the other side, bro? Listen, bro, maybe you need to adjust what you are attracted to, mm-hmm. because everything what you are attracted to seems to suck. <laughs> it has nothing to do. <laughs> With black or white women, it's your preference sucks. Okay, so change your preference. Do you understand? Yes. If you're doing a resume and the font sucks, mm-hmm. use another font. Don't be like Times New Roman's cheesing me, bro. Times New Roman. Times New Roman is not getting me a job. No, pick a different font, my nigga. Like that's what I'm saying. So, and I say that to women. All these women that complain about there's no good niggas around. Shut. 
the hell up with that shit. I think there's a lot of good guys. Change your preference. Mm -hmm. Some of you girls love hood niggas, so you're gonna get hoodness. Stop acting like you're gonna change a hood nigga into a person. I'm not. No, I'm not even trying to diss you, Mish. What you you trying to say? But there are some. But there are some girls that are like, yo, man, I love my hood niggas. I just love them. Then, then deal with the hoodness that comes with them. Then exactly. Deal with the hoodness that comes with them. Stop. Stop. You're not getting a hood nigga that does unhood things. Okay. I'm sorry. You're going to get a hood nigga that might have five girls on the side. Okay. And they might be better at things that you are. You might have a hood nigga that's going to jail tomorrow. Hood niggas do hood nigga things. Or girls who complain about guys who are too nice. He's too nice, tricks. He's not even, he's not hard. Okay. Yeah. Well, when you go to, when you go to square one and, and you, and you pick up, you're going to Nairaska at Abercrombie and Finch. You're going to get Abby and Crombie Finch You're niggas. You're going to get a good okay? dude. All yeah. I'm saying is, yo, change your preferences. Me personally, like I, I stopped having specific preferences. I'm not going to lie. Was, I, was a, I had my little phase where I was all about light skin girls. I ain't going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because of the complex within myself because I'm dark. Yeah. Could be a complex yeah. within myself. However. As long as you recognize that. I do. Okay. And, 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 but yeah. that was a phase because then I was like, I just love black women, period. period. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, then, and then it was, I only want black women. And then it was, I just want all women. I just want a good person. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just changing your preferences. That's all it is. All these people, if you, if you are very specific, if you are still looking for the same kind of dude you were looking for in high school, and you're a big 30-some-odd-year-old woman, gross, then I'm sorry. Suffer the consequences the for thing. that. And yeah. that goes for dudes, too. Suffer the mm-hmm. consequences for that. I, I'm tired of the complaining. Well, one person, she is a social media personality or whatever. She has a whole bunch of followers. And her comment to this post got some traction. So she said, talk Tuesday with exclamation <laughs> about 15 exclamation marks. What was all that? Because <laughs> it was, I love, I love it. y'all can't see, but. <laughs> How do you not love black women, bro? I'm telling you, she, you're crazy. She said, I am deeply tired of this narrative. This post. Deeply tired of, of this, this narrative. narrative. That's, this a, that's post an intelligent black woman pissed there. pissed me off so much. Why do we like to make women look like huge jokes? Why is this the way to happiness? Why must you sell the I suffer pass mentality? This promotes low self-esteem. Wow. I know for the most part of my life, I believe that for... Uh, love to be real, it had to hurt. I believed Facts. there has Facts. to be pain and real humiliation before you find peace, and that mentality is BS. That mentality made me stay in crazy situations and do the most for the wrong reason. Facts. Let's stop, please. This is trash. Please show me examples of men who stayed with a cheating woman, drug addict, jailbird, publicity, um, with other men, etc. Facts. You know what, girl? You ain't lying. She, uh, I see uh, no uh, lies. Facts. I see no lies. Facts. But my whole thing with her comment on this, people take this so literal, so many things. And it's up to you and what you, each individual is different. Yep. What you can stay for may not be what the other person can stay for and right. fight through. And he, she's right. I don't know. I, I wouldn't stay with I, cheating. That's what I'm woman. saying. <laughs> I, would I know not. in comparison, I hate when we compare men to women because... In a, a situation like this. Yeah, men, the whole men versus women thing needs to stop. It's we, not about that. We are not. We're two different species. Yeah, because what about, what about women who date women? Or, or men who date men? Like, 
It's not, like, a, it's not a man versus woman It's thing. a specific individual thing. It's Absolutely. not a man. It's not a woman. Because, yeah, there's a man that'll stay with a woman that's gone to jail or, you know, that's selling um, kilos of but coke But you don't know their story. You, you don't, don't know, know their story. Yeah, so I need people them. to be more specific when it comes to this. And it's just based on the individual and what you feel like you can deal mm. with when it comes to a person that you love and care about and that relationship. Instead of saying, oh, this is continuing the narrative of toxic relationships, the whole side piece thing and all of this stuff relationships are fucked up nowadays period you stop letting stop letting your heroes influence your love life like live your own life, live your own life. and so that you could have your own story mm-hmm. I, I i do not let rappers dictate how i should treat a woman Thank you. i am so sorry <laughs> i i, I have not number done that. one i would say honestly it's the individual what you decide that you can deal with in your heart of hearts you deal with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that. When I do the show tonight, I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about that. Yeah. Tonight, about why American niggas are winning. <laughs> they are winning because they are offensive players. Yes. No and defense. <laughs> Canadians play defense. Canadians play too <laughs> much defense, bro. It's we true. play too much defense. defense. I have American cousins. I have mm-hmm. American friends, and I watch how they speak to women when they're here. Yeah. It is absolutely adorable <laughs> how these guys will say the like, I don't know if they're saying the right things I don't know no, if it's they, say, they know exactly what to say but to they're not afraid they to, they're not afraid to court women mm-hmm. they're not afraid to show women that yo like I want you I want you like I want you badly and I will do what's needed to get you. Mm-hmm. Like American men are not afraid to put themselves on a chopping block like that. Whereas Canadian guys are like, nah, I'm not telling no girl that, bro. Because mm-hmm. like, well, she didn't even give me the pom pom, though. <laughs> like, I'm not, nah, bro. She's not getting no number six at McDonald's. Fraud that, me. Like, that's how there's so much defense. Like, she didn't even ask for McDonald's. Like, why are you so bad? You know? Mm-hmm. But I'm saying there's a lot of there's a lot of defense. When I say defense, it's like they put up these walls. These, oh, Talk about the walls. They put up these walls, right, where it's like, okay, well, I'm, just so you know, I'm not doing I'm this. I'm not doing you know? this. Yes. I'm not doing this, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not doing this. This is before they even get to the mm-hmm. girl. I'm not doing this, you know, whereas American men are like, yo, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I will fly her out. <laughs> yep. I want to hit it that bad. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll fly her I'll out and I will take her around New York City. I will fly her in here. Okay. And I will, you don't want to stay at my house? I will put her in a hotel. I don't care. I will give her a weekend mm-hmm. in New York. If it, re- if it results in me tapping that, then I, <laughs> I, I, will, I will invest. That is American men. Canadian men, fly where? Fly where, bro? Listen. So where do you think that comes from, though, Canadian it's, men? Like, where does that attitude come from where, like, no bitches is getting nothing from me? You know what? That. I think it's to impress the mandem. I think it really is just impressing the mandem because mm-hmm. some of those guys are not like that way mm-hmm. when they are by themselves. And I know you women can attest to that. Yep. There's a lot of women. Like, let's start with the 90s when eating pum pum was like a big no-no. <laughs> and now... Now it's the way of life. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird, Misha? There's a time where if it you is. were even... If you ever... If you didn't put up your hand when they said, yo, men women, would not eat pom pom. No, girls, girls used to get you beat up yeah. in high school with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ate my pom pom, man. Just so you know, he's, he's a, he's a pom pom yammer still. And you get, you get beat up in high school. Like, that's how outlawed it was. And now it's like the norm. Yeah. It's funny, right? But I think it comes from just how we are perceived to our friends and how we are perceived among the mandem. That's, we, we're all about the At poppy show. At what point do we like let go of the mandem? Like, we're that's big on the people them. That's on oh the Oh, my God. That's on the dude. Like, some, Who cares I, like, what me your personally, think? I stopped thinking with my dick a long time yeah. ago. I don't really don't give a shit what men think. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I'm like, 
when I break it down to guys, they kind of like, yo, I didn't know it was like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. the, reason, the real reason you didn't eat pussy is because you were afraid of what other guys thought. Yeah. You didn't care about like doing it wrong mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Uh, unpleasing the woman. <laughs> that was not even in your head. It was yeah. all about, yo, the man are not going to share the split with me. Like, stop your nonsense. <laughs> so that was, that's You were all in your feelings about what other guys thought. Then have the nerve to be like your bonfire on Batman, but you are so <laughs> reliant on what men think. Isn't that weird? It's true. So that's what I'm saying. Is it's, it's all like, oh, it's, it's a facade of like, I have mm. to look cool to the man them. that's what it is because i'm telling you that. i have seen a lot of canadian men talk about all the things they'll never do for a girl and then as soon as they find that one girl do the because i'm telling you one thing about canadian men we are like jenga pieces you know we will we will we will fit in certain spots but all it takes is that one freaking girl to come and tear that shit to pieces <laughs> because if you get that one girl that knows how to freaking tug at your heart screens oh yeah good good theme and that's that's what that's what you get you shouldn't put too much walls up yeah. You should be open to like, yo, okay, this could happen, this could happen. Yes, talk it's to way them, easier. It's a way easier of a relationship. Trust me. Um, thank God for my American friends who have taught me the ways. <laughs> Break of, down the Taught walls. me the ways of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into Ask Misha. I know, the Ask Misha portion of the show is I give advice on like hair, makeup, stuff like that. I don't know, relationship things do you well you've been through relationships yeah people ask me questions then fine but this particular one i got a request based on it being protective style season so protective style season for black women and please you edu- would- educate me that okay. i mean i'm still trying to figure out hot girl summer <laughs> well mm, i didn't participate in that because oh, i've been a hot girl since 19 talk you to know. them misha you know talk this. to them okay and not just this talk summer. to them every summer since 1984 year anyways wow <laughs> Anyways, so um, because winter time is coming up, I'm giving advice on the best protective styles to do and the fact that you need a routine. Cream your foot bottom. Well, (laughs) that's my protective style. Cream your damn foot bottom. The heel back. Okay, I need you to come and scratch up man's sheets. You're right, you're right. Can you please cream your foot bottom? (laughs) Protective styles, man. You know those ones, yo, that happened to me one time where, come, like, there was a piece come, that was, like, and you hear oh, it scraping on the just sheet. Just come raccoon up my sheets, bro. <laughs> Back to, stop. <laughs> okay, so what you need to first do is figure out a routine for your hair, ladies. Mm. If you are shampooing once a week, mm. make sure you have your specific shampoo, conditioner, treatment. If you are natural. What's treatment? Treatment will be moisture, so a deep conditioning treatment. So you would apply that heavily onto your hair from root to ends, and then you would steam for about 20, 30 minutes. And that locks in moisture. Ah. So you need a full routine. So if you do want to go to a salon, a curly salon, or even me, hey, call me up. I can give you an assessment of your hair and what routine and steps you need to take to get to where you want your hair to be. So start with that, wow. number one. Then decide what shampoos and conditioners you want to use. I can give recommendations for that as well, but guess what? You gotta pay for that. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a pay for that. So in terms of um, <laughs> recommendations for protective styling, yes, I do recommend braiding. But keep in mind that when you are braiding, make sure that they are box braids, nothing small, too small or too tight, because it does cause tension, pulling and tugging, and it'll break off the little piece of strands that you already have there. Box braids. Poetic Poetic justice justice. braids. Oh, okay. (laughs) 
Okay. Poetic justice wow. race. So those thick ones that Janet. My done. mom's a hairstylist, and she, my mom's like old school hairstylist. So I don't. I, this is this is dope. <laughs> I'm learning some shit. This is dope. So um, also keep in mind that a lot of people have allergic re- reactions to fake hair. Yes. You may have to shampoo the hair prior to you putting it on, in Not your scalp. Not everybody is. Um, yeah. Eligible to get horse in there on their scalp. It's not horse. <laughs> we don't do horse anymore. Back in the day, we did horse. Still. It, Remember mane and tail? What is it now? Um, it's a human hair now? It's canicolon and human hair. So it's fibers. Okay. Fibers. Recommend a shampoo and conditioner? See, that's the thing. I could recommend it, but it might not work for you specifically. True. So if head I, and shoulder sucks. Head, head no, and shoulders no, no, suck. No, 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 no. For curly girls, we don't do any of those Shoppers Drug Mart brands. Yeah, they'll make your we hair don't white. Do, we don't even do hair store brands. Like these are some intricate. Go to our natural. local black businesses yes. and get your some natural good. Thank you. Good as chemical. None of the chemicals. Some good as. Good as. Understand. <laughs> so, and for braiding, please do not keep it any longer than six weeks. Your max mm. and braid spray. So There's if braid it, spray, braid spray. So right. to keep Educate your hair moist. Up. And so that it doesn't dry out and mm-hmm. pull and tug and you get those little um, white thingies around your scalp. Okay. You would use your braid spray every day. I could recommend some braid sprays as well. I could Proper. post this on um, online. Also, if, if you are weaving, I would prefer you not to. Wow, your head just hurt you? Your head just <laughs> hurt? They just tipped me because stylists don't know how to do things without tension and pulling out the little pieces of edges that you already have. So I really would prefer you not to weave, but if you have to, do not keep it any longer than four weeks. If you are using the mesh, make sure you're telling your hairstylist throughout the process, it tight, it all peeing me, it all burn up my head. <laughs> no, me. stop, it's too much. You might say yeet. <laughs> yeet! <laughs> Maybe I use that wrong. So weaving, do not keep any longer than four weeks and make sure you shampoo beforehand, do protein treatment. If you are doing any of these protective styles before you do it, do a protein treatment. So raw protein is what you need. You can harden it on your hair and um, do your treatment after that. And even after protein, because it strengthens the hair, so you won't have as much breakage from the tugging and pulling for this. Also wigs. Okay, ladies, fine and dandy. You want to do these units, these wigs, whatever. I don't support them <laughs> because I'm a naturalista, okay? And I love to feel my scalp, and I want my man to run his hands through my luxurious locks. Oh. But if you need to wear wigs, make sure you do your cornrows, not too tight, not too small underneath is this your for, wig. This is for before they put the wig on? Before you put your wig on. So do your normal shampoo, conditioner, whatever. With the wigs, you can take it off every night. So guess what? You can shampoo more often. So you can shampoo once a week, every two weeks, and do your cornrows back again. You can even shampoo with the cornrows in. Because when your hair is dry, it does not need oil. It needs water. It's thirsty. It's interesting how wigs came back in style, you know? <laughs> they never, I mean, maybe they never went out of style. I call them hair hats. Hair hats. The whole hat. That shout these out to you girls wearing. that can wear a wig so good that I don't even know. That you don't even wig. know, right? Yeah. Shout, See, out that's, those, that, that's, shout out to those women. Those are the ones that are spending that money. Okay? Cause of, yeah, because like when they when they say to me, yo, that's a wig, I'm like, you're lying. Right? It comes off of them. Wow. I know. Those are the ones. And that's my thing. If I'll get a unit, but it has to look like my own hair. Because I don't, I don't want to wear be wigs? Wearing... No, I don't. No, you don't need to, though. That's your natural hair, isn't it? Yes. See? See? Well, you know how to take care of your hair. I'm sure so. It's time. A lot of people don't understand that natural hair, curly hair, it takes time. Sorry. It's it's not going to be five minutes. It's not going to be, too, oh, my hair's too much. I can't be bothered. I just put it under wigs. It's yours. Mm. Now, 
what happens is that they get caught up in the braiding, weaving, and all that stuff. And before it's too late, they look at their hair. It's shedding. They have ball patches everywhere. And then they come to me like, help. <laughs> Shedding. save me you know <laughs> so it's like ladies do that stuff in the meantime while you are you know taking Come part on, in no. these styles do better spend money on your hair you have to and stop going to keisha on the block for her to do some jacked up shit to keisha your head okay? on the block or akuya just call me okay wow akuya. That's, that's a personal that sounds personal i don't know no akuyas but usually keisha's this, the west indian jamaican and akuya's the, the one african like janet wilson yes <laughs> that'll numb out the whole of your head side with her braids just stay to the side so we can <laughs> Oh Lord! Yes, exactly. I've been in many of those. Oh, shops. I've been there too. Trust me. The yelling and the African just, <laughs> just. I mean, the way I'm going to structure. Like, all right, this doesn't sound proper. This is too much. So, all I do recommend is do not keep your protective styles in for too long. Change them every four to six weeks. Make sure you have your routine set out. So if you need recommendations for that, you can always hit me up. Shout out to Bald Women. Miss Misha Gay. Shout out to Bald Women. Women I can help you if it's not too far. Call me. <clears throat> natural. Natural. Naturalistas. Anyways, moving on. I'm just going to do a quick um, segment of Misha's Tea, and then we're going to wrap up. Ooh, Misha's Tea. I know, right? It's the like uncensored version. It's like everyone's favorite. Favorite version of everyone's the favorite. part. Of what I do. Okay, so Misha's Tea Uncensored. So let's get into this. I want to say congratulations to two of my favorites for their first time nominations into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So USA Today announced that Biggie Smalls, the notorious B.I.G., Christopher yes. Wallace, the greatest yes. rapper of all time, died yes. on March 9th, and Whitney Houston. Have I been thought nominated. she was already in. No. That's crazy. This is her first time nomination to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So congratulations. They are among nine first time nominees and 16 overall under consideration for induction to the 35th annual Hall of Fame ceremony. Shaka Khan too, right? Yes, Shaka Khan and Rufus. You can't forget Rufus. I but they, they, I thought they were in already. They were nominated before, but they I've, didn't get in. I've been to the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How in, is it? In Cleveland. It's oh, dope. Oh, I would love to go. It's dope. I'll show you videos. Yes, through. please. It's dope. Oh, I love it. Dope. So along with Wallace and Houston, joining first-time nominees are the Dave Matthews Band. Oh, wow. The Doobie Brothers. Oh, doobies are just getting in? I know. Um, wow. E, e Motorhead. I don't know who those are. Pat Benatar. Love me some Pat Benatar. Wow. Soundgarden. T-Rex. Don't know who that is. Thin Lizzy. Um, I, know, I know Pat Benatar. Pat Benatar. You lost me after yeah. that. Soundgarden. Um, I know Soundgarden. Soundgarden as well. Yeah. This wow. is their first nomination. And returning nominees include Depeche Mode. Judas Priest. Depeche Mode hasn't gotten in yet? Craftwork, MC5, Nine Inch Nails, Rufus featuring Shaka Khan, which I feel like they need to get They should have been in there. They should have been in there. At least Shaka um, should have been in there. Right? And in order to be eligible for nomination, an artist or band must have released its first commercial recording at least two years before the year of nomination. And after the nominees are announced, ballots will be sent to more than a thousand artists, historians, and members of the music industry who will decide the act's career, creativity, and impact on other artists is worthy of being nominated. And you can also participate in the voting. It's rockhall.com. And you can go on there and vote until January 10th. And the ceremony is May 2nd. So congratulations to my two favorites. This one kind of hurts my heart because, like, really and truly, DMX speaks t to the person that I am. You know? Does he? He does. Because I always ask what these niggas want from me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from a nigga? What do you want? Somebody let me know. 
You know? So that was one of, the, one of the realest songs. The realest songs ever written. So DMX is back in rehab, y'all. And I'm going to continue to pray for DMX and his sobriety. You know what, man? He's just, um, man. He, DMX was dope when he came out. But I mean, you know, he's just a troubled guy. I mean, not, not, and, and, and I don't mm. mean that in a judgmental way. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got his demons, man. And, and it's dope that he's trying to work it out. You know, I say go into rehab as much times as you need to. Yeah. You know, he's so just at least this time, though, what they're saying is that he ended up canceling some upcoming slate of concerts in order to return to rehab in his ongoing. And I quote, commitment to putting family and sobriety first. DMX has checked himself into a rehab facility. So this is like preemptive. So he felt himself being like, nah, man, I need some drugs. I need some liquor or whatever. But, but so that's, let that's me cool go. that he's at the point where he's recognizing it himself. Exactly. That's good for him. So I'm glad that he's able to be like, you know what? I need to figure myself out. He was in rehab back in 2017 before he did almost a year in jail. He came maybe out. Maybe he just didn't want to do the concerts. <laughs> no, the man wants to work. He's he got like 13 kids. That's just the asshole. Or 14 going. kids. Sometimes he you just don't want to. You don't want to perform. You're like you know, I'm just going to rehab. No one's going to get mad I know, if I cancel I know. a concert after going to rehab. So I'm just canceling these. But concerts. two good things he was supposed to do. There was a 35th anniversary Def Jam party he was supposed to perform at that, that he cool. didn't show up. That would have been so good. That would have been. Dope. And also, he canceled his show at a festival. Rolling Loud Festival he was wow. supposed to perform at, too. So two big shows that he was getting major cake for. There was a time where he was he the guy. Acting, rapping. He was the biggest He was the biggest rapper, even bigger than Jay-Z. I think his first, like, four albums went number one. Two um, of them went number one in the same year. Yeah, yeah. His first like, two. he was the biggest hip-hop artist in the world. But, again, drugs. He was always addicted to drugs ever since he was, like, a teenager. Well, 13, I, 14 I, I got that old. from him thinking he was a dog. Well, I mean... One love, Boomer. Um, <laughs> make up yourself, Boomer. But we're playing for you, DMX. Woo, woo, woo. You root for guys. You have, you have to root for guys like that. I do. Especially if they recognize within themselves. Yeah, that they need, I want they him need to help. win. And he's so talented, man. That's my guy. He's, he's been through it, man. He's been through a lot. All right. So a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air spinoff. Maybe in the works. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I heard about, about that. that. Uh, it depends how it's done. Okay. So according to ho- the Hollywood Reporter, Will Smith <clears throat> is overseeing the development of the new Fresh Prince of Bel-Air spinoff. Now, what's the spinoff? Is it like a, is it going to be uh, before? Right. Is it like a prequel the, or is it after? After they Because move. spinoffs don't always work. Mm-hmm. Like I remember Friends, the show, and then they had the spinoff, Joey. Yes. That, didn't that did well. not work at all. No. If we go back further, I remember Three's Company, one of my favorite They did a all time. spinoff too. They did a spinoff called, uh, I think it was Three's a Crowd. And, um. it was, and it was, it followed the exploits of Jack <clears throat> because he's the okay. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's, Married with a, he's, oh, like his he life. has a whole life. And, again, and then the Ropers were, even the Ropers had their own show at one point too. Really? The Ropers had a show. It didn't last long either mm. because sometimes the collective is the hard. collective, right? Yeah. So I, I think it could work. It just depends. Do you remember? Different um, world worked. There, I was just about to say that was the one spinoff that one worked. of the amazing. But that's because spin-offs. they totally deviated. Yeah, that's it when it started to work. Different story because when being it was told. Denise, right, mm-hmm. and it was like the the Huxtables kind of had a thing in mm-hmm. it. It was one thing, and then I and I do remember when they kind of she left the show and they, they went another direction, focused on black college, and it was mm-hmm. like more of a message. Yeah, and then like Sinbad was in it, and it was yeah. dope. So I do good. remember 
Claire Huxtable coming there with yes. Vanessa. Yes. Kind of reprising that was early. her role. That was early in, yeah. um, in it before it fully separated from the Cosby show. But I love show. where it went because yeah. it showed you like the black campus agree, life. And agree. It was dope. It was, it was nice. A, it, was a, it was a good spinoff. So. Um, I don't know if you remember, there was a social media user or a YouTube user that made like a dramatic version, a video version of That was Fresh dope. Prince. I was hoping they would Wasn't release that, crazy, that right? Fresh Prince. So everybody's asking if it's going to be something along those lines. That would be cool. But they haven't released much information about it. It's just that it's in the works and uh will smith and jada they created a company westbrook inc to produce these things so, now so obviously mm -hmm. well obviously fresh prince won't will smith won't be in it you never know or maybe he'll whatever but I, I, again I, I like to know the content yeah so we'll keep you posted on that but there's whisperings now okay how about this there's whisperings now of a new jack city reboot so when they say reboot remake i don't know what it is here's the thing some some classics are not to be, are to be left alone yeah I would actually like to see with the technology and the way writing is now. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing another New Jack City, yeah, a this generation of New Jack City because it was so mm -hmm. iconic mm -hmm. to our generation. I think it could How be, they would tell it could the be story. dope. Okay, so we're gonna get wrapped up now. Um, you late for work, man? I know I am gonna be. I'm gonna call them in like ten minutes once we're done <laughs> and tell them all my. Hi, morning. by the way, I know it's <laughs> ten minutes before I'm supposed to come in. So you know, but I'm coming. I'm not coming in the ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to thank you so much for sitting down with me. It was fun. And you know, I've been dying to sit know, down with you. And, and we've come from so far. And the first, I wanted to actually get into the first thing, like when I really met, um, met, me? met, met you. And you tried to bully me to get on my show. <laughs> and it was Sterling that invited me to this comedy show. And you were performing. It was a good show. It was so good. That was night good was so much fun. That's when Marlon Palmer was yep. doing the bada bada. Yep. Yeah. That was the bada bada <laughs> phase. I, I remember that. So he invited me to this comedy show. And I always said, because I was listening to you that time, you were, you were on G. I won't finish yes, I the rest of it. Yes, I was And I was G. listening to you every night on G. And I was like... Trixie's needs a co-host. <laughs> sure, this is exactly what I said she, to myself in my, in my head. She told me my co-host. And the first day I met him, I was like, I'm going to be your co-host. And he's just like, whatever. But you have to speak <laughs> things into existence. I'm mad because it was funny. Um, and, I'm, and I'm taking full credit for this. <laughs> there would be no hashtag if it wasn't for Trixie. I'm going to say it because it's true. I don't care what you have to say, ready. <laughs> in solitaire. I was the one that introduced Misha mm -hmm. to ready and they I mean some people just instantly click and they instantly click mm -hmm. and we used to do the rec room and the antics on that show were hilarious and I kind of miss it but then obviously you guys went on to yes. do your own thing which is dope no honestly like you can take all the credit in um helping me get to where oh, I am you now found you know your why voice quick you know <laughs> you know why Yo. because fast forward to me telling you that I'm gonna be your co-host he asked me to co-host the rec room yeah um, podcast with him and yeah. ready so we were doing that for a couple of months a hot mess hope that never gets discovered Shh, it never we happens we had some <laughs> episodes yes we did that for a couple months so I got to know a lot of people you introduced me to a lot of industry people yeah. and then I got to know ready solitaire yeah. Monty, like all those guys and then fast forward a couple of years later they asked me to do hashtags so I just want to thank you tricks that was, it was great though it was not dope and then <laughs> how things just kind of you should have just came up to be like oh. My own radio show. That's what you should have said. Well, I mean, well, that was that's the eventual goal. But in that moment, I was like, I'm gonna co-host with you. I don't care what you say. Shut up. Be my friend. Come. Let's go. But I was like, even I was like, yeah, I don't know who this girl is, but yeah. I, I love her. I, mean, she's, I think she's so. And funny then we and just clicked too, and yeah, it was we just hung out. yeah, it was so natural. So we have me. You and Ready got to do our Joey's 
Yes. Reunion. Oh my God. Every week, we'll when I say every road, single so. week, Joey's Thursday night, we would get sloshed. Yeah. Literally. 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 <laughs> Can't yeah. see my With the uh, Long Island with the, with the slush. Double slushed yeah. Long Islands. And we would go over to play the record and record the rec room. And, and a hot mess. Hot flaming mess. Drunk as clown. And I feel like the cancel culture, they'll be coming for us if some of those videos come let's up just today. Say, let's just say <laughs> that we were, we were unfiltered before unfiltered yes, was a word. was a thing. So that was good times. Thank you so much. I hope. Is there any last thing? Things that you want to say, anything you want to promote? I would like to, you guys to follow me because uh, I want followers. Yes, on Instagram at Comedian Tricks, two X's, just two. I don't, ha- I didn't earn the third X yet. But <laughs> Comedian Tricks on all my social medias, Twitter, mm-hmm. um, Instagram, but it's just Tricks, Tricks on Facebook. Okay, follow me. Where are you headed next? I know you're in Toronto until Monday. Yeah, I leave. I don't know where this when this is going to air. So next week, sometime. Maybe. Okay, so that I'll be in England next week. Okay, I'll go nice. to England and then from England to Vegas. Yeah, and then from Vegas, Uber Soca Cruise. Ooh. I'm doing Uber Soca Cruise. That's Why don't you like take me with you on one of these things? Uh, I can. I like, can give you the you real me? version on this podcast, <laughs> or I can tell you the real version <laughs> off air. But you asked, so I'm going to tell you, uh, Misha. I cannot be shacked up on a ship with you. Why um, not? Because I'm going to take advantage. of <laughs> <laughs> I really will. And you're going to hit me and you're going to be like, you know, no tricks. And then I'm going to, it's going to get bad. It's, it's going to be, be a problem. It'll be pretty messy as okay. you would say. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So like, no, and, and it's not even, it's not even like a, just a pervert thing. It's just, Misha's just that girl. Like she's, she's just a cool chick. And I'm more about camaraderie. 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 Yes. <laughs> I'm more about uh, my attraction to somebody is if I can have a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, I don't care about your body. It doesn't do me any service if you're an idiot. You understand? <laughs> At the end of the day. You know I mean, if you're an yeah, idiot, I can't talk yeah. to you. <laughs> but if you're someone that like, because Nisha's like one, of, she's like kind of like one of the man them, you know? Like she's one of the people that you can kick it with her, watch movies with her. You can laugh, joke. You know, those girls are rare. Oh. So I can't bring that on a ship. <laughs> And then, and, and if it's not me taking advantage, then I gotta fend off everyone else taking back. You know what I mean? Like, I just your tricks is you. It's, oh, it's not you. Okay, then yo, I'm like, you know, right? I'm gonna try. And, you know what I mean? And I'm, I can't handle a boat full of that because I find that every time I walk with pretty girls, people want to fight me all of a sudden. For them. You must, you must fight someone who's gotten into with oh, hot no. girls just walking around and your tricks. So why are you with this thing? I'm like, yo, bro. Like, okay, first of all, I don't like your tone. Thank Second you. of all. Why can't I walk with her? I can't. I'm allowed. I, I know. Have, I have I hot know. friends. I'm, I'm allowed. <laughs> and I'm always having to fend off these uh, thirsty dudes. So, okay, fine. No. No, no fending off. Now, if you're ugly. I know. Yeah, I could come. Hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, bruh. Thank you for your honesty. I love it. Yeah. Honestly, real. like for real, for real, I love honest, real people. I'm too and honest I for my own I get that from you. And that's why our connection is so deep. Yeah, so if you guys don't get it. Okay, I'm keep it real. I'm too um, I usually have a quote to end this week. I don't. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real podcast, you know. I, I was don't. unprepared. I don't. All I'm leaving you with is speak things into existence. Dumping over for frightening. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> you think you're a bobo can dump a conqueror? Go you must see a drink mad post piss. Go don't sleep with cheap. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> These are the Jamaican sayings that we do. But all I will say is speak things into existence. If you want something, go for it. Because yeah. for me, and use me as an example, like 
I've been wanting to do this whole broadcasting thing for a very long time. Yes. I went to university college for it. And life. Oh, yeah. I, I went to university in Windsor. I did um, communication studies and I minored in political science. And then I went to college and went, did broadcast journalism at Seneca at York. So I'm highly educated. Okay? Go ahead, girl. I got all my credentials together. <laughs> but life threw me for a loop. And I got off track for a long time. And when I met you, I was like, fuck it. <laughs> you did. You're like, yo. I'm going to call you. my face, you. though, too, you know. I'm going to be your co-host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was so probably know. under Hennessy or some sort. But this one connection <laughs> led to, like, so many other connections yes, that yes, you yes. never know. So just even though it feels like it's not going to happen and some days are harder than others, just keep pushing and make sure you're focused on what you actually want and mm. work every single day. When I say every single day, you guys think, hey. Can't score if you don't shoot your shot. Yeah, people think that, oh, overnight success and all that shit. No, it's years to get to overnight success. So all I'm saying, speak things into existence and work hard towards your goals and dreams. And that's it. Yeah, well, let me leave you with a saying my father would say. Eh? <laughs> If a skunk has a stripe on the back of his neck, then are you going to walk the line? Thank you. <laughs> and on that note, y'all, thank you for listening to such a pretty podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I am not going to walk the line. No, Charlie. No, <laughs> All right, guys. Love you. Mwah. <laughs>